You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, it's Nerd Overload time again, the pop and geek culture show that really doesn't want to miss another week. I'm Cody. I'm Sam. And I'm Samantha. We have a great show for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in. We're actually going to take a quick break from news this week. We're going to do a, the supersized check outs this week with the whole crew. The whole crew, but maybe not all at once. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Josh will be here shortly. <laughs> So uh, anyway, you will get your weekly dose. Yes, that's right. Yes, not in this half of the show. (laughs) All right. So anyway, let's jump right into some of the things we've been checking out. We can just kind of go back and forth a little bit if you want, since we have plenty of time. Sure. Somebody call something out. Okay, so I can go ahead and start. One of the things I checked out this week was I went down to Columbus and saw Fritz the Night Owl presented uh, Robocop this past week. And it was uh, really, really great. I love going down to the uh, Fritz the Night Owl things. I thought he was done. No, no, I think this is his final season. Oh, that's what they said last season. (laughs) Well, yeah, (laughs) yes, he's had like four encore seasons or something (laughs) like that. But uh, but no, it's a lot of fun to get down there and see the the Fritz and Idol things. I mean, they play the movie in its entirety, but they kind of cut like commercial break sort of things, and they splice his head onto like you know different freeze frames of like the <laughs> you know like they're inserting him into the movie, and he gives nice. like a little trivia about the movie and stuff, which is really cool. They did the full extended cut, so it's like all the extra you know viscera nice. and like exploding bodies and stuff. But no, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I didn't realize they won an Oscar for like... For Robocop? No, no, no. For Fritz the Night Owl. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, for like uh, independent like production sort of thing. Huh, Like one of the smaller ones. But yeah, no, they actually did. And that's really, really cool. And, you know, they just keep chugging along with them. I know this weekend uh, I'm going to be going down and seeing another Fritz the Night Owl thing. They're doing uh, Waynestock, which is both Wayne's World movies... And cut in between, it's going to be every SNL Wayne's World sketch. <laughs> oh, no. And like, oh, yeah, like the complete Wayne's World, basically. I've, I've never seen Wayne's World. You've never seen Wayne's World? No. Well, or, are you surprised? Or no, well, I, no, I really I'm not surprised. I haven't seen any of the sketches really either. I know, really? I know very little. Oh, wow. Well, imagine like what we do, but on public access television. <laughs> That's basically it. <laughs> Uh, but no, it's going to be great. It's six hours long. Wow. It's like from eight until two in the morning. Oh, geez. Oh, yeah. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a blast. In I'm the, really looking forward to it. For the long it. haul. Mm-hmm. But uh, but what? no, it's going to be a lot of fun. I love going down there to Studio 35 and checking things out. Um, I go to it having not seen it and then hate it and then be <laughs> right. stuck in for six Stop. hours of it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I doubt I would hate it. I'll pro- no. I'd probably like it. It's definitely a no, I haven't seen that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. One to do in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that might actually be one to watch like both of them and do like our own Wayne Stock for that for that podcast. Yeah, cause, that's a good yeah. idea. When, when did it come out? Oh, we'll mid eighties. We'll do it the month. Mid eighties, early nineties, like the month it came out for whatever anniversary it is. Oh yeah, we'll figure that out. That's when sure. we'll do it. So yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. We're talking a lot about. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, we should mention we have another podcast. Uh, no, I haven't seen that. It comes out regularly, irregularly, and um, almost monthly, kind of. Almost monthly, kind of. Although the, we seem to 
be going once a year almost <laughs> at this point. But uh, but no, we do have another show. It's where Co- Cody watches uh, movies he hasn't seen. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I try to guess what they're about before we mm-hmm. see them. And it, it's fun. It's funny. Check yeah. it out. Check it out. It's on iTunes. We're telling you uh, our check it outs. Here's one for you to do at home. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, go ahead and go, guys. What do you guys got? Um, let's see. Dragon Quest Eleven came out this week. Okay. Um, the Another entry in the long-running line of Dragon Quest games mm-hmm. uh, that we don't get enough of in America. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I think it's spectacular. It's just absolutely great. Dragon Quest. <laughs> yeah, it's very much Dragon Quest. So yeah. If you don't like that series, this isn't going to change your mind because it's just, very similar. Just the same, yeah. But It's just like comfort food to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like what it just is. The music and seeing it, it, it's just relaxing. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, I'll let you guys in on a secret. I've only played um, Seven, the one where you're traveling back and forward through time. Yeah, that's Seven. Seven, that's the only one I've played all the way through. But I have like 100%ed that one. Well, that's not even the best one. I mean, yeah. it's not a bad one by any stretch of the imagination, huh. but... I mean, I really liked Seven. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. You but... should definitely dive into the other ones. They're all great. I probably should. Yeah. The best one is Five. Five? Because that one, you play through the entire life of the hero from when they're a little kid all the way till the end of their life, I assume. I never actually finished it. Oh, really? But like you grow up, you get married, you have kids that become your party members. It's, oh, wow. It's really cool. No, that is really cool. I will uh, Five. Okay, I'll remember that. I'll have to check that one out for sure. But uh, this, this is, more, I mean, it just plays like Dragon Quest. It looks beautiful. The graphics are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the gameplay is Dragon Quest, still menu-driven, turn-based combat. Yeah. You know, walking around a map, exploring, look, breaking pots and <laughs> throwing barrels to look for stuff. The towns are just enormous. They're, like, ridiculously huge and chock-full of little stuff to look for. Mm-hmm. You know, every time I think of uh, Dragon Quest, I think of that show, uh, Yoshihiku, the, oh, the yeah. Japanese parody <laughs> A show because it's it takes so much from Dragon Quest. Oh, yeah. It basically is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did I tell you there's a episode in the third season? The third season they're they're jumping around like parallel universes, kind of, and they run into a Final Fantasy party, oh, no. <laughs> and they're all like played by uh, American actors, and they're like <laughs> nice. all extreme with like their hair and like their. <laughs> They don't understand, you know, their money, their currency system and stuff like that doesn't match up and things. It's great. It's a lot of fun. But yeah, if if you like Dragon Quest or if you just like JRPGs, it doesn't get much better than Dragon Quest Eleven, really. And seeing yeah. seeing all the classic monsters and really good looking graphics and they're all the cute, fun uh, Akira Toriyama designs. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. See, that's awesome that the series continues to use the uh, uh, Toriyama stylized characters and monsters and stuff like that that's really cool because you'd think you know a series that has lasted for so long they would try to update at some point some of the art assets but no keeping it like that is just really cool very very cool he's he's just as much a a part of dragon quest as like the slime is at this point i think yeah oh yeah (laughs) yeah I can go ahead and jump into another one. Actually, this morning before I, uh, well, actually this morning, I uh, checked out a documentary on Netflix called The Power of Grayskull. It's a a documentary about uh, uh, He-Man. I saw that on Netflix when I was scrolling through it the other day. You know what? It's it's pretty good. Full disclosure, I have uh, little to no attachment to the He-Man property. 
Uh, that was a little bit before my time. The way I look at it, everybody has like that hard line that, you know, you're just not like your fandom or your what you're into is just kind of, you don't cross that, you end up yeah. not crossing that line. Kind of like sports where, you know, you walk, you follow one team, but not another or one sport or, but not, or not another. He-Man is kind of that line for me. I was never a He-Man guy. I've never been a He-Man guy. I've watched a handful of episodes and they're fine. Yeah, um, I, I was never a fan of it as a kid, yeah. but I've, I've watched it as an adult and I f- think it's hilarious. Oh yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but no, I, I watched it uh, because I had actually seen on Twitter uh, some uh, discourse about one of the sections of the uh, documentary that follows the uh, live action movie with Dolph Lundgren. And some of the discussion around that. So I decided, okay, you know, it's an hour and a half long. I'm going to sit and watch it. And it's really interesting. They kind of purport He-Man to be like on the same level as like G.I. Joe and Star Wars and like culturally that high up. And I don't see it being that Mm. high a tier. It's close to G.I. Joe. It's close, but it's not. I don't think it's there. I don't think it's like uh, G.I. Joe Transformer level. Yeah. Yeah. It did revolutionize action figures, I guess, because before that, really, most action figures were basically Barbie size. Like, they had the big gym, like, you know, Barbie size. Or G.I. Joe's were were humongous. And they kind of uh, redefined that. It was kind of also interesting to hear about how a lot of the backstory and a lot of the, um, you know, character motivation and stuff didn't come from, like, wasn't created initially. They were just toys. They came up with, like, a little, you know, mini comic just so, so that the kids had something to go off of, but that was nothing. It was really the cartoon from Funimation that that fleshed out that the fleshed world. out the entire world. Yeah, I, I watched the uh, the Toys That Made Us episode about mm. He Man, and that's really good. And it seems like it's a little contentious between the two groups. Yeah, like there who was created a... what and who has ownership over what. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it gets into where like the TV series started creating characters that Mattel would then turn around and make into toys where before it was the other way around, I guess Uh, they did have some kind of interesting things about, you know, some of the uh, original names of the, of the toys. It was also always going to be something, something dash man. So uh, Skeletor was like D man (laughs) and uh, um, Tila was originally named Woe Man. Whoa, whoa, man. Oh, yeah. It was kind of rough. Wow. That was kind of rough. But uh, that explains Ram Man. Ram Man. Yeah. <laughs> Beast Man. Beast Man. Or, yeah. Merman was originally named Sea Man. Oh, and they had to change that quick. And they yeah. make a joke about that in the in the documentary. But they, they talked to a lot of the original um, action figure designers and things like that. And uh, got into some of the kind of inside kind of stuff with like that. Oh, for example, um, Battle Cat, uh, He-Man's like big giant cat that he rides it's around his cat on. cat mount. Yeah. The reason they came up with that, they needed another uh, vehicle to sell during Christmas time, but didn't have enough time to put anything into production. So what they did was they took, uh, there was a big gym, like the Barbie-sized action figures from before. There was like Zookeeper Big Gym, and his accessory was a giant tiger <laughs> because it was proportionally, you know, the same, you know, right size for, yeah. you know, the Barbie-sized action figure. So the guy said, well, let's paint it green and put some orange stripes on it. And they go, well, this is going to be huge. Why, why, what, what, this isn't going to be right. And one of the designers just said, I don't know, put a saddle on him. <laughs> and that was it. That was, that was as much thought that went into the character Battle Cat. I like with the naming convention that She-Ra would have been She-Man. She-Man, yes. <laughs> 
Um, they actually talk a lot about She-Ra in, in it. It was really fascinating. The uh, series was created by women. Actually, He-Man was directed a lot by, I forget her name, but uh, many of the episodes were like directed by a woman, which was pretty revolutionary at the time. And uh, like everybody who worked at Funimation that they, that was interviewed said, "Oh yeah, she was the better show." Oh, like, it is. We do, oh. Like we did so much better with that with that series. It's it's the much better show, and you know I I kind of agree with them. Yeah. But uh, but then they get into like um, kind of the decline a little bit of the of the property. I guess there was a series in 1990 called The New Adventures of He Man where he went into space. <laughs> I course. do not remember that uh, yeah. at all. But I guess there was like 60 episodes of it. That's where you go when you run out of ideas. You just go to space. space. Yeah. And then they got into the live action movie with Dolph Lundgren, and this is the section of the movie that I was really kind of interested in because if you've ever seen that movie it's wildly different from anything else that He-Man was you know it takes place a lot on earth to save money and it take you know <laughs> He-Man doesn't look right none of the characters look right and I always thought well that's just because it's you know it's cheap it was done by Canon Films you know they're it turns out no they had all the money in the world to do it it was the production designer that was like I hate this toy. I hate these action <laughs> figures and I'm going to make my own thing. And like uh, Mattel went to him and said, guys, this doesn't, this doesn't look like He-Man. The kids want He-Man. And the production was like, designers like, no, we don't have to do what you say. We're going to make our own thing. And that's why no one looks right. Oh, like man. not a single one. That's like, awful. The guy was showing like all these like, uh, pre-production like designs of a lot of the he-man costumes there was one where he was wearing golden battle armor there was one where he <laughs> you know just looked like a dude like none of it was right but they had a lot of interviews they had some interviews with Dolph Lundgren which was cool um he said that the he-man movie was the only thing for the longest time that he could show his kids that he was <laughs> in because you know there was yeah, no there everything was... else was blood and guts and gore yeah uh Frank Langella who played Skeletor said it's one of his favorite movies that he's ever acted in He's absolutely loved it. His son was a big fan of, of He-Man. And at the time he was 40 years old, but he was like working. He said, I was working out in the gym a lot and I was really proud of my body. And I really, I saw Skeletor from the toy and the cartoon and said, yeah, you know what? I can put on the, the unitard and the, the straps. I want to, you know, I'm not going to keep this forever. I want to show this off. And uh, Ken was like, no, we're going to put you in a full body suit. <laughs> But he, he counts it as one of his favorite roles because he was behind a mask and was able to just completely ham it up yeah. and yeah worked in some like Shakespeare-like lines and stuff like that nice. into, into his portrayal. But no, it was really fascinating. They even got into the... Um, they went all the way up until like present. This documentary came out like a week ago. It was like they talked about the uh, 2005 uh, reboot cartoon on Cartoon Network. That wasn't very good. Uh, they talk about the uh, action figure line, the classics, like the ones that look like the oh, original. For, for the adult collector. For the adult collector. Uh, yeah, they talk about everything. and They talk about the new She-Ra. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> no, no, actually, they didn't. Oh, that's, no. that's the one thing they didn't oh, do. Uh, I think it was um, the movie was pretty much in post-production when that was announced. Ah. Um, but the most interesting thing, I thought, um, and this has nothing to do with He-Man, it was produced by Adam Goldberg who is the guy behind the show, The Goldbergs. Oh, yeah. hey. <laughs> I can see the connection. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would definitely say go check it out. I mean, even if you have no connection to He-Man itself, but if you're interested in, like, the history of toys and the history of how creations are, like, built up over time and kind of snowball into their own 
kind of thing. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth it's worth taking Sounds a look good. at. I, yeah. I'd watch it. I enjoyed the the toys that made us is mm-hmm. a, another good series on Netflix that I would highly recommend. I've watched a, uh, about a handful of those, and they are very good. I yeah. heard season three has a Power Rangers episode where they're going to talk about the Power Rangers did toys. They, did they call you? No, they, unfortunately, they did not call me. I mean, you they know, they really should. They, they really should, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've seen both seasons of it, and they're all really good. The Sanrio one was really interesting because I, really? I don't know anything about Sanrio until I watched this, and it mm-hmm. was it was interesting to learn about how. It got started in its philosophy, which is that people enjoy getting small gifts. <laughs> I mean, it's they're not wrong. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'll take a tiny gift. Why not? <laughs> Do you want to talk about Curl? We could talk about Curl. I also need to talk about uh, SNK Heroines Tag uh, Team Battle. Oh, that, that's out? It comes out on the 7th, which oh. will be after this airs. Okay. <laughs> um, And we got a pre-release copy of it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's kind of light on content there's nothing but like a story mode and a survival mode if you're playing by yourself and you can blow through the story mode in about 20 minutes really with uh with one set of characters you can of course go back and do it with all the characters characters. and all the conversation all the combinations of characters because they all have different little conversations with each other but there's Mm -hmm. really not much of a story there it's of course, really fan servicey, which that's you should know you're getting into that by looking at it. Mm-hmm. And it plays like kind of like a Smash Brothers. Really? It's like a Smash Brothers fighting game. Like, I was going to say it has like a dedicated special. Yeah, there's button, a special right? move button, and you do your special moves by hitting a direction in that button, like Smash Brothers. And oh. then other than that, there's throw and light attack and heavy attack. So it's that's really it? it's a three, yeah. it's a like almost like a two button fighter with a special button. That's, yeah. And then the finisher button, and the only way you can win a fight is by hitting the other person with the finisher when their health is low enough. That's weird. So it has it's really beginner friendly, and I imagine of just a fun like party fighting game. Mm-hmm. But the theme doesn't really mesh with that because it's very fan fan servicey, fan servicey, and very fan driven. And if you don't know who these characters are, you're not going to care. I was kind of worried about that, yeah. to be honest. But with the beginner's control scheme, it doesn't know who it's for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It plays like a game for beginners or people first getting into the franchise, but the rest of the game didn't get that note because it's fan service out the wazoo. Yeah. I, you know, I had originally pre-ordered this game and because I really like the SNK uh, characters and I love fighting games, but I think I'm going to like not pick it up. Yeah. I think I'm going to funnel my money into something else. I don't like, think it's worth paying full price for, no, unfortunately. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's cute and I mm-hmm. could definitely see how it would be fun to play with friends mm-hmm. in a, like a party game setting. Sure. But there's really just not enough there for a single player. And like also a lot of the regular costumes, mm-hmm. like the characters costumes you would know, mm-hmm. you have to unlock. Like in really? like, like in every picture of the game you see Mai in the, the cow bikini. Yeah. That is her default outfit. That's not that's not cool. Yeah, you gotta spend coins you earn in the game to buy her regular like kimono or whatever. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I th- I don't think I'm interested. Uh, SNK has a um, uh, some kind of press release thing coming here in the next uh, couple of weeks. They announced. I'm pretty sure the next uh, SNK fighting game is going to be re- announced with that. So hopefully we'll actually get a real SNK fighter. But 
Yeah, no, that doesn't sound... Uh... That, even the story is a letdown. It doesn't even have... Like, did you ever play Gal Spider for the Neo Geo Pocket Color? No. It's basically the same concept. It's an all King of Fighters lady fighting game. Mm-hmm. But that one had the twist at the end where you fight uh, Iori Yagami in drag. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty funny no, for the ending. That's funny. This yeah, one, it's just a, a character that I was, was apparently from one of the newer games that I didn't recognize. Was the one that had locked them all in this pocket dimension and made them fight. Really? What's the for, What's the character? It's like Kukuri. It's like, it's like a sand guy. Oh, really? Got sand powers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's from uh, He's from uh, fourteen. The, yeah. the newest. The I, d- I didn't recognize him because I haven't played a new one. Like last one I played was like. 2000 something huh 2000 single aught <laughs> was the last time i played a king of fighters so i had no idea who this guy was interesting because he's just a standard fighter in uh um king of fighters 14 like <laughs> that's it well in this one he's he created a pocket dimension where he's forcing all the king of fighters ladies to fight and, and also, also terry Bogard. also he turned terry into a girl somehow and it's a it's a tag team game too so you pick two characters mm-hmm. To fight, but he just is tag teamed up with himself, which is dumb. Oh, that's weird. And kind of a missed opportunity to throw another evil character in there. I don't know. Yeah, like how many how many characters are in it? You know, I forget off the top of my head. I've all it the doesn't seem production. Like enough. Yeah, all the production <laughs> things. Like, is it like seven or eight something like it's, that? Yeah, that's yeah, fairly so, small. Yeah. That's yeah, that's a small roster. It's not enough. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I mean, I'd give it a solid like maybe a six out of ten mm, if yikes. i'm feeling generous yikes well you're so i'm guessing like you know in a year or two when it's in the you know ten dollar bin yeah at it'd that be point, good for a giggle yeah okay <laughs> all right but uh that yeah that's my review on that and i'll probably get a written one up on the website too oh okay in the next couple days very cool um, other than that we saw the uh, rift tracks crawl yeah i wanted to go see that uh yeah how was it it was a film. <laughs> <laughs> Kroll is a kind of a weird one. No, Kroll was fun because it's weird. Yeah. yeah. The I mean the riff tracks were good. They were they were at their usual level of hilarity. So, mm-hmm. you know, funny stuff. Sure. And and Kroll was just weird enough to make it that much more fun. Oh yeah. What'd you think of those flaming ponies? That <laughs> <laughs> was fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that went on for like ten oh, minutes. Oh, it takes forever. yeah, they're on those ponies forever. <laughs> oh yeah. And there's that great Cyclops with his constantly weirdly blinking eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe he's just winking at everybody. I don't they, know. They were very proud of that of that animatronic. And yeah. And they, they used it as much as possible. And there's so many scenes that it's like, why are we doing this? And why is it still on the screen? Like the whole spider Oh yeah. sequence. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that movie was done around the same time as Dune. It was done around the same time as, you know, one of the Star Wars and like... Oh, yeah. It very it much was... wants to be like a fantasy movie and also Star Wars all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they started shooting for Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. and then Star Wars was a big thing. So they're like, we need to get some lasers in this like right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't think it came out at the same time as, as this, but I always equate crawl with flash gordon yeah it kind of has a, kind yeah. of that same kind of aesthetic and same kind of feel to it did you see liam neeson in it yes he is yeah he is an unnamed it. extra <laughs> in like the bad band of marauders it's like one of his first roles yeah the, the riff tracks guys made sure to point him out oh <laughs> oh i bet 
They didn't do a short at the beginning, though. I was oh, really? very disappointed oh, by that. That's a bummer, because those, those are usually the best part, yeah, part of the whole they night. They usually always do a short, but I don't know if Crawl is just that long. It's or... a, it's, yeah, it's a long one. It's like a two-hour movie or something like that. It didn't feel... Well, I mean, parts of it felt long, but it didn't <laughs> feel like I was there for... Like, I imagine if we had not seen it Rift Tracks, it would have felt like a four-hour mm-hmm. movie, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember watching it by myself, you know, no riff tracks or anything once, and there's a reason why I don't own it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only the only um, reference point I had for Crawl before going in is that I had played the Atari game when I was a kid, <laughs> <laughs> and I liked that Atari game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it holds up. <laughs> also, the glaive is just hilarious. Oh, spinning. <laughs> Stupid it's like thing. one of those boomerangs, like the three-ended boomerangs. Oh, that yeah, they... his, his magic fidget spinner that he yeah. throws at people. Yeah. They... <clears throat> Did they make that joke? They actually didn't make a fidget spinner oh, joke, didn't. which is, seems like a missed opportunity. It kind of does. Because it is a fidget spinner oh, yeah. with knives duct taped to it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but once again, the Rift Tracks guys are, never let you down. It's always a good show. It's always yeah. worth the oh. price of admission. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that one being in uh, like rerun. They always do like a couple of reruns every year. Yeah. Or they end up putting them online as well. I think after like a year or something like that. So more than likely pick that up. So I wonder what they're doing for Halloween this year. They always do one for Halloween. So I wonder hmm. if they're doing a Halloween one this year. Last year was I think it was was it Carnival of Souls? Was it or was it or was it Night of the Living Dead? It might have been Night of the Living Dead. Which I've seen Night of the Living Dead so many times now and. So many different ways. It's good though. It is a good. It's a great movie. Yeah, hold mm-hmm. up. Yeah. They're coming for you. What's the Barbara? Yeah, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, we have actually hit our halfway mark, so we're gonna go ahead and take a break here. And when we come back, we have more check it outs. Maybe with the same people. Maybe with. Uh, maybe Josh will show up. Maybe some people will leave. Who knows. <laughs> Maybe maybe Sam will be on the mic by himself. I'm, for this, a half you might hour. get a, a half hour of Sam. Yeah, you know, a chock full of Sam. That's this episode. Maybe I'll record myself on my iPhone for twenty minutes. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Who knows? All right, we'll be back. Make 
was harder better faster by daft punk and uh cody and samantha where where'd you go and josh when'd you get here i just teleported in ah. it's morphin time ah all right awesome so yeah welcome welcome to the show josh uh, it's good it's good it's good to be here sam <laughs> all right so uh we're gonna go ahead and keep on rocking and rolling with some of our check it outs and uh, you know what? I thought I was done with my check it outs from the first half of the show, but I actually have one more. You're never done. I'm never done. I'm never done checking stuff out. But to tie in with the song that we played, uh, I recently watched the uh, animated movie that Daft Punk made. Uh, this was years ago. They made this movie in, oh gosh, I want to say it was uh, like 2012, 2013, something like that. It's called Interstellar 5555, the story of the secret star system, and all of the S's in that second part are fives. It's basically just one big long music video that encompasses like, I want to say about a half dozen of their songs. I think it was over one of their albums. Yeah, yeah. Basically. It, was like, yeah it was one album. Yeah. And it was uh, really expertly uh, animated. It looks like an old school kind of anime, which I mean, not really an anime guy, but it's interesting how they took these disparate songs and made a like a cohesive narrative, almost like a almost like a like a God, what do you even call their music? It's not, it's not quite electronica and it's not quite dance. Mm -hmm. It's like something kind of in between. Like it appeals to like everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, the the basic story of this movie and it's all to told visually because the songs really have nothing to do with what's happening on screen. But um, it's basically out in the 
out in the middle of nowhere in in space there's a planet of blue aliens that is all like peaceful and everything and they all love this one band and uh through mishaps or whatever the band is kidnapped and brainwashed and brought to earth to make uh this one record guy uh money basically isn't isn't there a planet like attacked or it's taken atta- over it's attacked well it's attacked by what <clears throat> it turns out the uh, record uh, company guy is actually an interstellar like um, warlord or warlord something. that uh, needs to collect five thousand five hundred and five to five gold uh gold records <laughs> uh and theirs was going to be the last one mm. and uh it's kind of the adventure of them going through you know the mind wiping and being converted into a human temporarily to you know do all this yeah, know, yeah 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 and uh there's uh one space uh almost like a space pirate looking guy that uh kind of goes and helps them and tries and rescues them and uh, it has a lot of action. It's uh, like a fantasy adventure kind of thing. Set like I've, in space. Seen, I've seen bits and pieces of it. Mm-hmm. I actually haven't seen, like, sat down and watched, like, the whole thing. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, it is, like, an hour and 15. It's, like, just under a feature-length movie. But it's very good. And you can find most of it on YouTube. Uh, I mean, you'd have to go through multiple videos because they pretty much just chop the song for song. song yeah, songs up. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, really, really great. And like I said, the animation, um, while, it, again, it's not my thing, uh, they did an excellent job with it. It looks really, really good. Really old school, classic kind of look. Yeah, which is like almost like my, my favorite era of anime. Mm. I won't say it's my favorite, but it's like one of my favorites. Because, mm. like, you know, growing up, watching, like, my first taste of anime was on Sci-Fi Channel. Back sure. when they had their Saturday animes. Oh, yeah, or like their late night yeah midnight. well originally it was like late night and then it turned into like mm-hmm. noon on saturdays and yeah. then it just disappeared and came back it was so weird See, here's the thing i was aware that sci-fi had a had like a midnight anime thing but i never actually watched it i always skipped over it because well space ghost was playing yeah exactly <laughs> i mean you, you got you got to get to that sweet sweet space ghost well you know what uh like i mentioned in the first half of the show i think everybody kind of has uh lines that they kind of um either formally or informally kind of draw within their geekdom like i'm going to get into this i'm not going to get into that and like i mentioned uh during the first half with uh he-man where he-man was kind of a a hard line with that anime just in general was kind of a hard line is like you know what i'll i can i can recognize when something is done well and Mm -hmm. the story is good but by and large i am not a fan of the that particular medium I mean, and that's fine. I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna call you a bad, a bad nerd for not liking anime. I mean, there's a lot of good anime, and there's a lot of trash anime. Yeah. Like there are some people I know that just all they do is consume anime, and nothing else. And I'm like, there are other things in the world you could be consuming. Oh yeah. I mean, that's that's part of being a, a well-rounded uh, geek, or yeah. re- or even just a well-rounded person that you got to be able to you know absorb things from everywhere. Diff- yeah, everywhere. Sure. Yeah. It's like. I mean, there's lots of things that I like, and there's it's, it's like uh, like with me and Cody, mm-hmm. you know, we both started out liking, you know, Friendship is Magic, and then he fell off of it, and I still watched it a little bit after that, but then I kind of fell off of it. I mean, I as, haven't been as back well, as well. You should. Hey, I still enjoyed I'm, it. I, I like to give you a hard time. I know. About, I know about the ponies. Trust me, you're not the only person. Speaking ever did. of which, did you see uh, Care Bears is making a uh, reboot series? that it's going to be kind of in the same kind of vein. So we're going to see uh, the Bearzos or whatever we're going to end up calling them. I don't... Is that going to be your hard line? No. Is that where you're going no, to draw the I line? Just, my thing is I think they're going to try too hard. Well, yeah. And it's probably going to not feel 
genuine. Yeah, it's going to seem forced. Sure. Yeah. Which, which you know, that, I think that was part of the part of the magic, no pun intended, of the of Lauren Faust's My Little Pony was. Sure. You know, it started off and then it evolved and it just, I don't know, something just felt right. Mm. I don't know. No, I understand that. I don't know. There's, there's lots of things that I like that a lot of people didn't like. Like, I'm a huge Steven Universe fan. And I know, I know some people that didn't really care for it. Heck, my. I, I, I appreciate what they're doing and I like a lot of the storylines, but I'm not wild and crazy for Steven Universe. I can sit. I I don't have to watch everything first, you know, as soon as it comes out. I don't have to absorb it immediately. Yeah. I can take my time with Steven Universe. I can go, you know what? I'm good and wait till the entire series is done and then just binge it on my own time. Yeah. I don't need to, you know, know exactly. Same with uh, Star versus the Forces of Evil. You guys have talked about that a lot. I'm sure it's an excellent, excellent show, but that's. Well, here's the thing. I just haven't had a chance. Here's the thing with those two shows. Mm -hmm. While they are both very, very good. Mm Mm-hmm. Their scheduling and their hiatuses, hiatuses, mm. whatever you want to call it, are really hard to stay with it. Especially Steven Universe. Yeah. Oh man, Star's getting real bad too. They yeah. haven't had like they had huge blocks there where they didn't have anything going on, mm-hmm. and then I forgot about it for a little bit, and then I just happened to be on my Disney app and I checked. I'm like, oh, there's like five new episodes. I'm and- like. Huh. And you know, I think they're able to get away with that now where they weren't able to get away with that before because of the uh, proliferation of digital uh, consumer. Yeah. Consuming of the, uh, of. That's the thing. All my stuff, like Steven Universe, because of the schedule I I work and live on is like, Mm -hmm. it's really hard for me to be up or around at the time when they premiere on the channel. Right. You know, channels these days, they're not beholden to specific time frames for their shows so exactly. they nece- don't necessarily have to put you know a show out every day at like 3 30 in the afternoon like they like when we were kids they oh, would have yeah. to do it now they well, can just go here's a big chunk watch it or download it it's yeah. we're getting we're getting views either way my thing is like i think doing it like that mm. you have a chance to actually let creativity and quality flourish yes versus we got to pound a hundred of these out right now. Venture Brothers. Venture Brothers exactly. is a perfect example of that because uh, uh, Jackson Public and uh, Doc Hammer are able to do what they want to do exactly when they want to do it. It's been like a year and a half since they're almost Actually, two years. I think it's back on now. It's back on now, but it, but before then, before now, it was like a year and a half, almost two years since the last season of and Venture Brothers. And it was Brothers. so good. It's so good, and that's why it continues to be so oh, yeah. good. Adult, Adult Swim just gave it, well... Cartoon Network, you know, in general, because it's all owned by the same thing. Yeah. Um, you know, basically just gave them a blank check. They said, you know what? You're doing good. Just when it's ready, it's ready. And that's kind of the way it needs to be. Exactly. I, I like, I like exactly. that model a And, lot. you know, I know I talk about a cart- cartoons a lot and stuff. I'm like, but that's my thing. Oh, sure. Yeah. I have always been a huge animation fan. Like, I can look at something and I can tell you, like, who did it? What studio it came from? It, it that's my thing oh sure like yeah. comics are your thing mm-hmm. animation's like my thing mm-hmm. oh yeah and you know there's nothing there's uh absolutely nothing wrong with being an adult uh fan oh. of cartoons because as long as you're able to kind of uh look at it critically yeah. and uh you know be able to recognize some of the nuances and and don't just go well this is just for kids stuff i mean certainly there are a bunch of cartoons that are for kids yeah and, and you and know what pro- and, and by keep... and large it is still a, a, a children's medium but more more mature stories are being told using the medium and it's fantastic and it's fantastic and that kind of rolls into the next thing the first thing that i think you mentioned that you kind of checked out this past week 
they wrapped up Adventure Time, oh, which man. was a big deal. It, it was kind of really paved the way. Deal. Ten seasons. Mm-hmm. Ten seasons. And it really kind of paved the way for this uh, kind of more mature. Yeah, for uh, like this, of, this Cartoon Network renaissance. Yeah, using using a children's medium to kind of tell more mature stories. I, I will say, as the series went on, they started getting later and later time slots. Yep. Because because the show matured with with their audience, much like the Harry Potter books. They're, oh yeah, they grew up with us. Their show matured with the audience because of the first couple three seasons of Adventure Time. There was almost no storyline. It was no, just it was, all it was just, just goofiness. episodic goofiness. Well, same with uh, um, Steven Universe. The first you know half of the first half season. The first season they were just episodic, just world building. Yeah, that's all like, it was. Oh look, Steven can turn his fingers into cats. Yeah. That's a weird episode. That's a weird. That you one. That one. That one gets, almost gets Cronenbergian until the end. That's an episode that I'm pretty sure can get cut out if you're doing like a um an essential an essential watch through. If you can, if you cut out all the fat and go, okay, these are the episodes that you need, absolutely have to have to understand yeah. the story. Like here's the row. Here's the row. The episodes pertaining to Rose, mm-hmm. and then like here, you know, you don't need Cookie this Cat one. can get cut. Cookie Cat's the first episode though. Is Cookie Cat the first episode? Yeah, Cookie Cat is the first episode. Okay, I guess the Finger Cat, Finger Cats. Uh, yeah, that one can be. Cut. Yeah, ca- um, I forget. Can uh, um, t- Together Breakfast? Together I mean, that, Breakfast. That can- shows their their different rooms. They're different, you know. Yeah, yeah that showed the different. Yeah, that showed but the different you, rooms. You can the- cut that and not need it. No, because you really don't need it. All right, right. But yeah, anyway, Adventure Time. Anyway, yes, yes. Tell me about Come Adventure Come grab a time. friend. God, it was an hour long, and it. It was so long between the episode bef- that led up to it and like this. You know about hiatuses. It was Adventure Time was getting there too. Yeah, like I love Adventure Time. Um, it was the way it grew and everything, and the the nuances it made. About the one thing I loved about Adventure Time, and it's and it's a smart thing that I think storytelling goes. And like Mad Max did this, and Star Wars originally did this. Originally, mm-hmm. was it gave you universe. It makes references to events you haven't seen, mm-hmm. but it doesn't insult the intelligence of the of the viewer to go where they have to explain every little thing. Right. You can make inferences of what's happened based on context clues. Yeah. It it feels like a living world that's been existing without you. Fifth Element. Exactly. Yeah. Just like the movie Fifth Element. There's uh, there's only one one of it. There doesn't need to be any sequels. There doesn't need to be any prequels. Because once you're done watching that movie, you know exactly how the universe works. You know, and it's such a un- good mm-hmm. movie. It's it really one is. of my all-time favorite sci-fi films. Oh, mine too. Mine too. Anyway, uh, tell me about the Avengers Time finale. Okay, so... I've heard some stuff. I've heard some things. Do you want me to get spoilery? Uh, maybe light spoilers. <sighs> like, Man, that's going to be like rough. Like 30 to 40% spoiler. Mm, okay. Leading up to this episode... Or whatever you ran into a most of those most of this last season, um, you find out that Princess Bubblegum is not necessarily the world's greatest person. Yeah, she was kind of a she ended up kind of a villain, didn't she? A little mm, bit. Not really. Maybe. She's more control freaky, mm. and she kind of made some decisions that maybe did, weren't the best. Mm. Like she she had relatives mm. growing up growing up and she's like over a thousand years old or whatever. Right, right. You know, she had her uncle Gumball and, you know, a couple of uh, cousin Chicle and I uh, can't remember the woman's name. But anyway, all different kinds of gum. Yeah. They're all, they're all like, they were all the same. They were all gum people. They were mm-hmm. products of the, the mushroom war. 
Okay, sure. Um, and then rebuilding Ooh or Earth or whatever it was yeah. beforehand. Definitely Earth. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Especially when you go through those weird episodes where it's like it shows you like human fin or farmer farm world fin or whatever they call that. Mm-hmm. More shows like a normal world. Yep. Well, they come back because it turns out that she didn't like what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, you know, Uncle Gumball was kind of mad science-y, kind of getting almost like super villainy there. Mm-hmm. And she did something where she had to, mm-hmm. where she changed them into candy people, like subservient candy people. Ah, um, interesting. And they just lived in the kingdom as just goofy candy people. Like mm. they didn't all, like everyone, like all the people in that area. Interesting. Was it any named characters? Not really. Not really? Like, okay. Gumball was like a, like a, it was like a bowl of punch or like fruit punch or something. I don't know. Okay. I don't so, remember. So it's not like they, they secretly turned uh, peppermint butler into. No, no, no. It wasn't. Like oh, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like one of them was peppermint, but, uh, peppermint butler or starchy or, you know, right. whatever. Yeah. But he come like they come back and they kind of become like the, the background pseudo villains of the season. Oh, okay. Leading up like a bunch of different things where they're trying to talk peace. And then, you know, it just ter- boils down into it's going to be an all out war between these two factioning candy kingdoms mm. and then fern gets roped up into it too the grass fin right yeah see that's that's about where i dropped off from the show is the the leaf sword that turned like when finn lost his arm and then turned grew a leaf in his yeah when his dad when his dad his, came back and stuff like yeah, that i you know what i just want to take an aside anyone that's hasn't seen or knows anything about adventure time we probably sound like we're speaking gibberish. Oh yeah, yeah. So, but this this conversation is just for us, basically. Yeah, I mean it's, it's. I mean, I'm cool with it, but I just. I there are a lot. There are a lot of new. <laughs> there are a lot of nuances going leading mm-hmm. up to this because there for a while, instead of having regular episodes of Adventure Time every week, mm-hmm. like once a week, they were doing these um these little blocks, mm-hmm. kind of like kind of like Stephen Bombs. Yeah. Where they have like a set story they want to tell, mm-hmm. and there were some really good ones in there. Like they had one all about how Marceline became a vampire queen. Right. I mean, she's always been like a demon because mm-hmm. her dad was always, you know, the, um, the devil, basically. Yeah. The king of the night sphere. Yeah, the devil. Yeah. Um, but then it shows how she became the vampire queen by fighting vampires that were attacking humans before they left the land of Ooh. Ah. Okay. Uh, but then you find the humans later on other on islands. That was the the island um, story arc with Finn and um, Susan Strong. Right. The big huge. The big huge one with like the fish gills. No, she well, no the people she was living with had fish gills. She was actually human. Oh, she was. Okay. Yes. See, mm, interesting. Yep. Yeah, they actually find out where she came from, mm. and you find out all this other stuff. I mean, there's an ending in in the in the series finale of Adventure Time. There's a part where they sing the ending theme in a, a full long version of the ending theme to Adventure Time, mm-hmm. and it goes through all these scenes mm-hmm. where a bunch of like things kind of come together. Okay, uh, certain characters uh, showing where they went or where they're going. Mm-hmm. Kind of shows you the future of where everything kind of goes. A sort of, bit. yeah, because the whole the whole opening of this episode was a thousand years in the future. Okay. Which they've shown the far future of Ooh a few times. Yeah. And it's never been great. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Finn's been dead for a long time, you know, all kinds of stuff like sure. that. Yeah. But it was about these two characters. One was the dog princess, and she's obviously a descendant of Jake. Sure. Yeah. And then this little white cat guy 
named um, Smarmy or something like that. I can't remember. He had a weird name. But they end up going to find the King of Ooh mm-hmm. to answer some questions because they find Finn's robot arm. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, like buried in the ground or something. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we don't know what this is. So let's go ask the King of Ooh. Yeah. And then they go climb a mountain or whatever, and it's Bimo. Oh, the little robot guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's Bimo. It's Bimo with a cracked screen. Oh, interesting. And he basically, or it, it's never really clear if Bimo's a boy or a girl. It, it doesn't it, matter. Bimo's a little, it. yeah, Bimo's a little, little autonomous computer yeah, thing. Yeah. Doesn't matter. And, uh, Tells the story of what happened yeah. to Finn and Jake and all of them. Okay, so it's so. do you think that's just set up as a frame device for this episode, or do you think they retroactively are saying, like, this is Bimo telling the entire story over the ten seasons to these two characters of, like, from the beginning? No, I think it was more like what happened to them mm. versus all the time leading up to them. Gotcha. Like, because there's even a part where it shows, like, in this thousand year future or whatever, mm-hmm. you see the kid that used to be the Lich. Um, he was the adopted baby of. You're uh, beyond me. I know, I know. The Lich's storyline ended when it basically when they brought in Jake's or not Jake, but um, Finn. Finn's dad. Ah, because they basically defeated the Lich by throwing this goo on him that turned him living. Gotcha. Well, listen, uh, we're, oh, we're starting to get so, I know. so, so, sorry. so deep into the Let me, let me focus back into but the episode. I'll tell you what. Let me just ask, let me just ask you a couple questions. Okay, and okay. Just, and so we can kind of move on. Do you think that the finale was satisfactory? Do you think it was a good ending to the series? Or do you think they were lacking in, 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 in anywhere? Or did it kind of wrap everything up pretty well? I think it wrapped stuff up pretty well. Okay. It's kind of hard to, like, you know, to wrap up something that was running for so long that there for a minute had no direction. Sure. Yeah. For well, a while, it had no direction. Yeah. Did it need? Did Adventure Time need to go on for ten seasons? Probably not. No, probably not. They could have. This this interjection of story with uh with Princess Bubblegum's family and past and everything could have easily been done at any time. Mm. It could have been wrapped. It could have been done five seasons ago and wrapped up. You mean like when Pendleton Ward left the series when the creator left the show? Yeah, but it, it was. <laughs> but he he didn't leave so much for because he didn't like it anymore. He just couldn't handle the the pressure of having a really really a really, really successful show. show. Yeah, that actually leads me into my next question because he left the series and he was uh, more or less hands off once he like this was seasons ago. Do you think that this the finale to this show, the ending to this show, was something that he kind of left behind in like a story bible somewhere, or do you think that this is New product. Completely separate from his original vision of the series. It's hard to say, really. Um, I haven't really read too many interviews with Pendleton or the new showrunner. Mm. It definitely felt like the guy who took over was close to Pennington. Okay. It felt right. I I would say it felt within the vein of Adventure Time. Okay, good. Because there were so many storylines they wrapped up. Simon... Uh, Marcelina Bubblegum. I heard about the Marcelina Bubblegum thing. I also heard about the Ice King and Gunter thing. Yeah, that well, one. That I don't want to get into any spoilers because that one really. Kind of a, that one really surprised me. Yeah, yeah. Again, because don't want to spoil it, but like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there were like so many times where there was like the huge season ender where Gunter trying to be a or like a legit monster. Mm-hmm. But again, let's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's that's kind of a yeah yeah. Last question: Do you yeah. think they um, the way they ended the series did they leave the door open for more for it to return? 
like the new adventures of Adventure Time. Or um, I mean, in theory, you could have because they definitely leave it to where this is a new world. This is mm-hmm. a, you know, it's still the world. It's just time has passed mm. kind of thing. Okay. Should it continue? Probably not. Gotcha. I tell you, I don't know what I don't know what Cartoon Network's going to do because regular show's been done. Mm-hmm. Adventure Time's now done. It feels like Steven Universe is nearing the end of its, it's wrapping story. Wrapping up pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, I haven't really watched too many of the new shows. Most of them really aren't that great. Like we have We Bear Bears, which is I, it's fun. It's fun, but that's not like something you go to for um, one continuous storyline. Yeah, no, it's a uh, it's a joke a joke a minute kind of. Yeah, I mean it's good and the animation and the animation is very clean. It's great. Yeah, uh, it's not sloppy or anything. Yeah. It's definitely you know some art put into it. Mm-hmm. Onion and Apple, which is interesting, but not what. Basically, all they really all they're running on right now is reruns of old shows and teen titans go yeah all right listen i hate to stop you there but we have five minutes left in the show oh holy crud (laughs) and you went to a larp thing last weekend take five minutes okay so and tell me about larping every september uh in ohio we have our premiere event which is called uh battle cry Mm. and it's a our labor day weekend it's our long weekend of doing stuff where we basically run fighting tournaments Lots and lots of classes on learning all kinds of different skills. Sometimes it's sewing, um, chainmail make, chainmail weaving, uh, leatherworking. We did all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. I helped teach an archery class. Cool. Um, because my the the people I'm in a belt line with are known for being archers, and we were tasked to do that. Cool. Because honestly, people love archery. That's a big thing that pulls in new people. Oh, we can shoot bows. That's fun. We can shoot bows at people. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. the thing is, like, I always say archery is Amcar's favorite hobby. Yeah. I actually got a couple of awards over the weekend for my prowess in archery. Excellent. Congratulations. <laughs> and as they, as as the Grand Duke, the outgoing Grand Duke told me, he goes, these are for your amazing shots, both good and bad. <laughs> because I don't miss often, but I don't always le- land a legal hit. Ah. Sometimes I have a habit of shooting people in the face. Not not where I thought that's it, that sentence was gonna go. But uh, actually, that's a legal shot. Really? Yes. Fun. Getting, okay. Getting hit in the sensitive uh, areas mm. is a legal shot. Interesting. That's why. Interesting. That's whenever anyone gets mad, I tell them wear a cup. Wear a cup. Yep. So anyway, <laughs> um, like I got somebody from across the field between trees over the weekend. Excellent. Yeah, like he turned around. He's like. He looked at me dead in the eyes, and I was like, hey. <laughs> and then he walked off. He wasn't mad or anything. He was more like, huh, okay. Yeah, okay, all right. But yeah, um, it was a good time. It was hot. It was so hot, and the bugs were... Ooh. Oh, yeah, it was a rough like, weekend I don't for know, it. The people can't see me, but I am I am eating alive. You're, you're more bug bite than man at this point. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, It was really hot. It got really muggy. It rained really hard for like... 10 minutes mm-hmm. at one point it just makes everything sticky doesn't oh yeah it? and yeah. it almost broke my umbrella really like i was wa- i was walking to the bathroom oh, and, man, I and, had... that's, and that's a good umbrella too yeah no not my not my not my sword one okay that one unfortunately is made kind of cheaply ah. and it would have died gotcha this was like my imported english one that i've had for like 100 years mm-hmm. with like a wood handle and stuff okay but yeah i was like oh man but it was a good time there were a lot of people so many people it always pulls in a huge crowd cool but uh, it's a great time. Uh, it's if you ever want to go to a local event, we always hold it in Springfield. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely the way to go if you want to get into Amped Guard, which is the LARP system we use. Okay. Uh, you say it, you do that yearly? Yes. Okay, cool. Every year, Labor Day weekend cool. is when we do it. And here in a couple of weeks, I'll be going to Illinois for Keep on the Borderlands. Oh, yeah. You've told me about uh, past years of Yeah, that. this is the yeah. this is the one that pulls in like a thousand people crowd. That's wild. With the with the portable wooden castles they build. That's that's awesome. Yeah, now that sounds really fun. Does Is this kind of like the big kind of ender to the season? Because I know with fall coming up and everything. We'll have I one. I mean, I know you. they still do some wintertime events. It's one of the last but... big events that we have. Gotcha. We'll have, an, we'll have one in October. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure how many people it's going to pull in because it's really the first time we've really done this one. But it's kind of like a love, like a love letter that some guy wanted to do. Mm. Um, it's kind of like a reference to an old D and D module. Okay. Called Dungeon Crawl, or um, what's it called? Dungeon Crawl. I can't remember. Basically, think of think of a game show mm-hmm. with sponsors and stuff, mm-hmm. but, but adventurers go through a dungeon. Mm-hmm. And you know, and win prizes. And oh, that's stuff. cool. Oh, that's fun. Um, but we're calling it we're calling this X crawl. Okay. And basically, it's going to be like almost like pro wrestling meets medieval combat kind of thing. Okay. Now you have my attention. Oh yeah, like that sounds rad. Like I'm thinking about getting a bunch of like patches for like Monster and Mountain Dew and stuff, and putting them all over like a shield cover and whatnot. Excellent. Excellent. Can you fight with a luchador mask on? Is the question. I mean, you, you can do that on regular days. You don't have to do that. If, if you just want that to be your character, you can hmm. be that character. Oh, that was something else that happened this weekend. Okay. A friend of mine yeah. who, you know, I love dearly. He's a great guy. One of the nicest amp guarders I've ever met. Mm-hmm. The best. Received a very prestigious honor. Mm-hmm. He was awarded his Paragon Monster. Okay, so Monster used to be a class you could sign up and play. Okay, and this, I, this has got to be the last story. I know, I know, I know. Um, but we really don't do Monster. I mean, mm-hmm. Monsters... Is unfortunately aren't written very well in the in the rule book and whatnot. More of a Red Bull man, I see. <laughs> nice joke. Thanks. But uh, South is his name. I've never seen his real face. Okay. He wears a goblin mask all the time. Really? When he's at events and stuff. Yeah. And he puts on this persona. He never breaks character. Really? He is, and he's super nice and super awesome. And he's he never takes himself too seriously. He just he just goes to have fun. And so the king of all of the greater kingdom of our region mm-hmm. um, decided to award South his dedication to his character. Okay. And I got to make his Paragon Sash. Really? Yes, which monster sashes are silver, mm-hmm. and Paragon status is silver trim. So I had to rack my brain on how to make it. Ah, uh, gotcha. But apparently a lot of people really liked it, and I, it came out really well. And he about cried when he was awarded it. And really? It, it about Aww. made it about made me cry seeing him. Oh, wow! So happy he was. That's awesome. He's like, you know, this is the great. He said, "This is the greatest thing I could attain. I could attain in this game. This is even more exciting than say getting knighthood." That's cool. And he was super happy, and he's like, "I gotta go call my fiance." And oh, you know, that's really awesome. Oh yeah, that's, that's super cool. It was a super. It was a great cap to the end of the weekend. Yeah. So that's that's you know what that's the way to do it. It's it was very more about the fun and not. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's that's cool. And the thing is, I didn't ever, I didn't really see anybody get too mad or anything. You know, mm. everyone seemed to be, despite the horrible weather and everything, sure. everything seemed to be in pretty good spirits. Good. It was a good good weekend. That's good. That's. But yeah, but any, if anybody's listening who may want to get interested, either message me or just look up AmpGuard and look up chapters in your area because we're all over Ohio. Mm-hmm. We're all over the country. Right, right. I mean, it's nuts. But it's a lot of fun. But yeah, that's 
it's my favorite hobby. That's, that's awesome. Plus, it's a super active hobby and it helps me uh, you know, kind of keep the weight off. You know what? I'm. I remember when you started doing this stuff, and I'm. I'm really impressed that you're that you stuck with it as long as you have. That's and I've gotten so into it and gotten so I'm, far into it. That, I think I'm three years into it now. Yeah, you started it about the time we started the show on, on ZMO. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That was. I remember that was like one of the first check it outs that we did. And uh, that wasn't yeah. Heroclix. That wasn't Heroclix. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm just, you know, I'm so impressed that you stuck stuck with it so long, dude. I, I really still, am. I still like it a yeah. lot. See, that's the, that's the way to be. Anyway, uh, we have hit time. So let's go ahead and wrap the show up. Uh, thank you all for listening to this very uh, kind of chopped up Frankenstein of a show <laughs> this week. Uh, you can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on almost all forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram at Nerd Overload Now. That's right. You can email the show, staff at nerdoverload.com, where you have a ton of uh, listener emails that we are going to get to in the next week or two. I'm compiling some of the questions that were brought up. Uh, Jerry, we're going to get to them, I promise. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyone who has any questions or comments on anything that we've talked about on, on any of these shows or any of the past shows, staff at nerdoverload.com. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel at nerdoverload TV. Yep, just do a search over on YouTube for that. Uh, let's see, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, and just about anywhere else you can find a podcast. You can find this episode and any of our old back episodes. We've done over 200 of these. There's bound to be at least a couple that are pretty good in there. Right? I mean, law of I, averages, right? I mean, you put a bunch of monkeys in a room with a typewriter, you're going to get the works of Shakespeare. Eventually, yeah. Uh, let's see. Also, we have some t-shirts for sale. It kind of helps um, keep the show running. Uh, you can go to bit.ly backslash nerdoverloadt. That's T-E-E. Uh, we have three shirts over there right now. Uh, I think we're going to have a fourth one on there pretty soon, and we're always adding more stuff because, hey... Why not? T-shirts are cool. We've always got in-jokes. We always have in-jokes, and as long as we're making in-jokes, we're going to have T-shirts. So, again, thank you all for tuning in, and uh, we will be back next week. Peace out. <laughs>